me a podcast for fans who have finished all 10 seasons of adventure time and want to journey back to the land of ooh in an episode by episode analysis of cartoon network's most mathematical tv show i am laura the human and i'm kk also the human this is chapter 1.12 evicted boarded by bert yone and sean jimenez in this episode of come along with me we learned that home may be where your heart is but it still sucks to lose all your stuff this podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time, including the Distant Land special Obsidian. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Our episode opens with Jake spooking his brother with scary stories about vampires. Finn is totally freaked, but Jake eventually relents and says he made all the stories up. But wouldn't you know it, there really is a vampire. Far from being here to suck their blood, Marceline the Vampire Queen seems to be a chill chick who just wants to hang. Until it turns out the treehouse used to be her home, and she kicks Finn and Jake out. The two set out to find a new home, but even through an entire musical montage, they are unsuccessful. Jake consoles Finn, telling him home is where the heart is. Eventually, they find a rad cave to make their new home in. They hold a fun dance party, but then Marceline shows up again. Turns out the cave also used to be her home. When Finn says that's fine because Jake's more important, Marceline simply responds she'll take Jake too. She turns into a huge bat monster, and they duke it out. The two outwit her, and Marceline relents, saying this was the most fun she's had in a long time. Finn and Jake return home to the treehouse, only to find it inhabited by a giant worm who mind-controls them into hugging it. Oh, Marceline, (laughs) why are you so mean? I'm not mean, I'm a thousand years old, and I've just lost track of my moral code. (laughs) Oh, man. Such a good line. Oh, yeah, that, that, that sums up her entire character at this point, doesn't right. it? Okay, um, we could just ramble about Marceline for the entire time, but let's start with something resembling a concrete structure. What was your favorite part? What was my favorite part? Um, I mean, that honestly, that line. I love that line so much. That's honestly pretty up uh, on the top of mine as well. I mean, I don't just want, we don't, we can't just keep saying the same things. I like the bit in the song, which is an absolutely wild song. Uh, I'm not sure if I would call it good, but it sure is entertaining. At one point it goes, oh no, now there's a tiger throwing down potions for food and fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. (laughs) It's very good. It's a very good song. Uh, So uh, yeah, that I'll put that in as my favorite bit. Like the tiger's expression. It's just so ecstatic. I love the animation on it. It's Seems great. like the tiger wants to party, honestly. I'm sad they ran away. Yeah, he seemed like a chill dude. Okay, so let, let's try to break this down from the beginning. Um, and I want to say, I really like Finn's bed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like it's got all these um, animal pelts, and then he's got that cute little sleeping bag. It's cute. And I think that's consistent, right? He sleeps in a sleeping bag the whole series. Yeah, it's very cute. Makes him look like a little little sausage or a burrito for me to cuddle i was i watched with closed captions and at the very beginning when jake is like trying to scare finn one of the captions is warbling ominously which i really like (laughs) oh that's amazing i mean the setup is honestly pretty 
typical. Like, you feel like you know where it's going to go. You know, whenever it's, like, older character tells younger character spooky stories, and then he's like, oh, it was all made up, and then it turns out the monster is real. But then it just immediately is like, oh, no, we're not going to beat a bird in the bush. Here's the vampire. Don't expect to predict anything that's about to happen. <laughs> Dude, if half the stories I've heard and or made up are true, vampires will kill you. But then, of course, Marceline doesn't drink blood. She can if she wants, uh, but they drink red, which I think is honestly a pretty creative way about how to get a vampire character in a kid's show. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It's clever. So here's my question. Marceline used to live in the treehouse. And if I'm recalling, she lived in it when she was with her ex-boyfriend, Ash. Mm -hmm. So why did she leave? Do you think she left because she broke up with Ash? Did she leave to get distance from her other ex, Princess Bubblegum? Was it because Ice King was annoying her and she needed to get away from him? What do you think? That's a good question. I mean, we know that she does move whenever Simon finds her again. That's sort of one of the reasons she moves around. So it could have been that. But I think the easiest explanation is the breakup with Ash Mm. sort of drove her out. Yeah, it makes sense. Which then also raises the question of why did she come back now? Man, she was done adventuring for a second. She did. She rode a school of goldfish beasts, fooled around in the Fire Kingdom, and hung out with some weird creature nuts. I wonder, I wonder what she got up to in the Fire Kingdom. Well, isn't Fire... Maybe I'm just mixing up other vampire um, myths. I would think Fire is would hurt her. I don't think so. I don't remember anything about Fire being dangerous to vampires. And I guess she has fast healing, so... And we know there are anti-fire spells. I'm just thinking, like, the Fire Kingdom before Flame Princess comes into power is a pretty awful place. <laughs> They, uh, you know, they're they're uh, ruled by somebody who is explicitly uh, lawful evil, so it kind of sucks to hang there. I mean, we know that Finn and Jake have been in the treehouse from the first Distant Lands episode. We know they've been in the treehouse, let's say, five, seven years at least. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah, we know, and we still have never found out how they first moved in there. I've got to wonder if part of it is something to do with. With Princess Bubblegum being the reason, part of the reason she moved back into the neighborhood. Because mm, um, it is the Candy I, Kingdom. There is the Candy Kingdom. I mean, we'll touch, we'll probably touch more on this in one of the upcoming episodes, but I wonder if she heard wind of, you know, Princess Bubblegum has this cool new night guy who's doing stuff, and she came back partly f- for that, and then she found out, oh, he's living in my old house. I can probably troll him. That's a really good. I mean, I, you know, can't can't have possibly been planned that way, but that's a really good way to slot it all together. Yeah, so, so that's my headcanon on uh, how this all works. I have another question. So at the end, they get into a big fight at the cave. Was Marceline following them around throughout their entire house hunting, just waiting for them to settle into an old house so she could torment them, or what? <laughs> no, I think that Marceline's just super cool and heard about a party. That seems fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Do you think she ever actually intended to kill Jake? No, I don't think Marceline <laughs> is interesting in killing anything but vampires. That's fair, which thankfully she knocked out of the gate like 700 years ago. So <laughs> yeah, good job. Here, here's something else I need to 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 bring up um, in from the song. They have this one line that I have as another little pin on my great BMO conspiracy board. <laughs> it's something like. 
the narrator says something like, oh, Marceline, can't you see these boys in, are in pain? And she responds, no, I can't. I'm invested in this very cute video game while playing BMO. So was she talking about the video game being cute or BMO? Because I think that's crucial in whether or not the writers thought BMO was a person at this point. Hmm. I mean, it could be column A, column B, like, BMO is the cute video game, right? But he isn't the video game. He's the console. Well, but that yeah. doesn't rhyme. I know. I'm just saying this has bothered me for literally years. <laughs> um, and, and I need, I, I will never have it resolved because it will forever be the Schrodinger's cat situation. I mean, BMO is in the, in the um, opening. So yes, but as we've clarified, we don't know if the opening was done before or after the episodes. Oh, that's right. Dang. Hmm. Mm. Good question. Mm -hmm. And you'll never know. I'll never know. And it'll forever haunt me like a vampire. <laughs> I really, when Jake's singing his song about home, I just really mm -hmm. love John DiMaggio. He's just such a brilliant voice actor. He, he, he is a very good voice actor. Admittedly, I've never really seen much of Futurama, which I understand is one of his uh, mainstays, but he's got, he's just got such a warm voice. Yeah, it's wonderful. I think obviously something else that this episode is notable for as being when we see Marceline setting into her cave. So that is, her, I was wondering about that. That is her cave that she lives in for the rest of the I think the it's series. absolutely, I didn't like take screen grabs to be like 100% sure that it maps up, but I mean, I, I don't see what else it would be. That's great. Yeah. What a, what a continuity. What a continuity indeed. Our favorite cave hack. <laughs> uh, Tree Trunks is at the party, but I looked it up and they just made this episode before. The episode where she blows up. Well, that makes sense. I think we see the party bears. Oh, party bears! I love the party bears! Yeah, I don't remember when they first make the proper appearance, but yeah, the party bears are there. Was Shelby there? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. It's There's a lot of weird guests at that party that you don't necessarily... Yeah, so I felt like Shelby might have been there. That seems like something where... Doing the worm. Really... Yeah, doing the worm, exactly. Speaking about worms... That yeah. ending, though. That ending, though. <laughs> so very briefly at the beginning, like, Finn shoes away a worm off his bed. And at the end, there's this giant worm there who's like, hug me. And they hug him. And that's how yeah. it ends. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say we never get a follow up, but we do. Like, we do. In like three and a half seasons. <laughs> It's just a chronic problem in Casa to Jake and Finn, I guess. So we, we find out in the follow-up episode, if I recall, that the worm traps them in like, you know, a lotus eater type dreamscape thing. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that everything between then and there is part of their dreamscape? Dun, dun, dun! I mean, that's a really wild theory, but... Uh, I guess it'll be three and a half seasons before we're able to answer that question, huh? <laughs> Tell us your theories, listeners. What do you think of the giant worms who brainwash people? So this episode is really a fun, in the light of the newest Distant Lands episode, Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Um, Which came out about a week before we recorded this, just for reference for everybody. Yeah, and uh, you can check out our bonus episode if you uh, haven't yet um, on Obsidian. But, you know, I'm not mean I'm a thousand years old and I just lost track of my moral code. Like, 
not just lost track of have a warped moral code because of what you've experienced in your life. Yeah, you know, it was something I was really thinking about in this episode uh, of how she scares people away um, because she doesn't want them to get hurt. And while I'm not necessarily sure, like, she's actually invested in Finn and Jake as friends at this point, because why would she be? Um, I feel like that just instinct is really on display. Yeah, absolutely. And something else that I was thinking about it, like, besides just her background with her mom um, and her dad being a contributing factor to that, I was also thinking about how Simon probably accidentally contributed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, because, you know, he was legitimately very dangerous to her and he left because he knew he was dangerous. And I, I don't, I think that was honestly probably the right call. So I'm not calling him out per se, but you could see how that was just one more piece that kind of, uh, fueled that perspective in, in young Marceline. Oh, baby girl. Yeah, no, it's weird calling her a baby girl when she's like a thousand years old. She's my baby girl. (laughs) (laughs) If she heard you say that, she would like turn into a giant bat monster and rip off your head. That's fair. I'd say thank you. (laughs) You'd be dead. (laughs) Um, I that's something I've actually always super appreciated about Marceline because her default form is very pretty. Obviously, it's got a bit of edge to it, but it's, it's it's quite aesthetically pleasing. But I love how they let her turn into these honestly quite gruesome in monstrous forms it's it's always a real animation treat and we get a couple of good ones this uh this episode alone like when she's like kind of her soul-sucking mouth i like that a lot that's my that's my uh impersonation of her soul-sucking nice thank you did you find this now yeah um it's part of the song montage you are like walking nope yes 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 yup yup <laughs> okay yeah, so I found the snail. Woot woot. Me too. Same thing during the song. I want to answer the question of is Fa- is Jake a good dog? Mm-hmm. Because I think he's absolutely a good dog in this episode. Yeah, when he shapeshifts to be Finn's rain uh, uh, umbrella, it's very sweet. Yeah, good brother content in this episode. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Like, you know, I don't necessarily know how great an episode it is in of itself i think it's maybe more memorable because it is marceline's introduction but i mean it's still a super fun introduction what can i say very in character very laura do you have a media recommendation for us yeah i do um i have been watching the tv series castlevania on Netflix, uh, which, as I understand it, is placed on this is based on a series of games, which I have never played, and that probably makes me a bad gamer, TM. But the series itself, it's like uh, animated, really fun action. Uh, it is definitely not a kids show. I will warn any of our younger listeners of that up front. Uh, expect blood. Expect demons. Expect sexy times. But <laughs> it is. Um, it, it's honestly a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining KK and Laura the Humans on Come Along With Me. Did you have an algebraic time? Uh, Then leave us a review on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Uh, You can also email us comments, questions at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram and Tumblr at adventuretimepod. Now come on, 
grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Mm -hmm.